Hey, what's up, guys? This is Adrian from Assuming You Survive, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Welcome to episode 69 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and I'm very grateful for you all to be here again with me for this uh, special episode 69. I'm going to just get out of the way, guys. Okay, it's 69. There we go. I said it, and and now we're going to move on. Uh, So thank you for being here. Really excited about this band. They're doing some amazing things. You probably have even seen them recently if, if you ever go to a concert. These, uh, this band's everywhere right now. Uh, so everybody, please help me in welcoming. I've got Adrian from Assuming We Survive. Adrian, how's it going? What's up, brother? How are you doing today? I, I'm vibing pretty good, you know. it's I think it's Monday, right? So for a Monday, that's pretty damn impressive, right? You know, for some reason, I was thinking it was a Sunday. So if it's a Monday, <laughs> that is great. Man. One more right? day closer to Taco Tuesday. Dude, no doubt. I totally agree <laughs> with you. Um, so what's going on, dude? I think that... Uh, you guys are just wrapping up a tour right now. We're going to talk about it in detail, but where are you currently? Right now, we're in uh, Richmond. It's an off day for us on the tour. Um, and actually, me and my guitarist, Phil, uh, we're at a studio recording uh, recording a song right now. So oh, cool. we're just uh, <laughs> kicking it, you know, putting in some work on the off day. Dude, I feel like you guys put a lot of work in on off days. I don't even know if you can call them off days anymore. At some point, they're no longer <laughs> off, right? Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm going to jump to this question uh, since we're talking about this. I want to talk more of these tours. Um, you're currently on this extensive tour. I'll just say it here. Uh, you Can't Kill Us tour with Icon for Hire and October Sky. It's, it started May the 3rd and is going through oh, yeah. June the 20 fucking 5th. I mean, two full months of touring. That's <laughs> insane. So on these off days, though, I was seeing that Assuming We Survive was like creating other shows or participating in other shows, headlining. Can you talk about that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We, um, so the, the, you can't kill a store with icon for high in October sky. It's, it's a two leg tour. And, uh, so there was like about, I want to say like 13 days in between the tour that were off. And, you know, for us, we're from California and, um, the off days ended up being out here on the East coast. And we're like, you know, we love playing shows so much and, and off days are cool and all, but we're here to work. <laughs> so we are like, let's book a headliner tour um, and bring out some of our buddies. And, and so that's what we did. We brought out our buddies in Moonwalker, which um, some of the dudes in Moonwalker were also in this band called Reckless Serenade that we took out on a tour. Um, and then we uh, did Warp Tour with them. They were the barbecue band on Warp Tour. Oh, wow. So cool. it was really cool. Um, it was re- really cool to bring them out. And then uh, we brought out this band called His Dream of Lions. And actually, the rest of my band are at His Dream of Lions house right now, relaxing in the pool. <laughs> so uh, it was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, for us, it's like anytime we get to catch up with our fans, uh, because there's a lot of cities that they, you know, we weren't going to be on the You Can't Kill Us tour. Yeah. Um, anytime we get to catch up with our fans and play a show for them, it's like the greatest thing in the world. So we're like, you know what? We're here. Let's let's go play some shows. So. I love it. Try I mean, to stay busy. Yeah, apparently. So these off days, I don't know if they actually exist because you're always doing stuff, but it's fantastic. Now, how ha- the tour is about to end. So, I mean, uh, how's it been wh- so far? So far, it's been really, really good. I mean, the shows have been great. The crowds have been amazing. Um, the Icon for Hire crowds have been great to us. Uh, a lot of first time, uh, assuming we survive listeners and uh, leaving as assuming we survive fans. So that's always no a great doubt. thing. And, um, the tour's been really smooth, you know, no no big uh, problems whatsoever um, for any of us, which is great. Um, I think the worst thing that's happened is we've lost locks to the trailers and stuff like that. That's about <laughs> it. So all in all, successful tour, yeah. which is good, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's been really, really good. It, um, and like I said, anytime we get to tour or play shows, we're, we're like, in our happy place. So now, it's definitely a long tour, you know. Um, so long. <laughs> eight, eight weeks away from home is, is almost a long time. Yeah. And we haven't had like, um, 
we haven't had two months off consecutively in over two years at home. So it's going to be really a nice change of pace to be home for two months. Even though when we're home, we're going to be writing, uh, continuing to write this next record. Right. There's no such thing as an off day. (laughs) No, there's no such thing as an off day, really. Uh, So staying super busy. um, I think, I think the the first of July. So we get home on my birthday, actually, because the, from Minneapolis, which is the last show, it's a 28-hour drive. Now, with the van oh, and the trailer, you add another two to three hours to that. So wow. um, it's going to be a long drive home. I think we get home on my birthday, which is June 28th. Oh, so, happy early um, birthday to you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, my, my early birthday – well, my birthday present to myself is going to be probably like – 58 hours worth of sleep <laughs> so <laughs> dude that's a hell of a good. present to yourself no doubt it's kind of crazy too because like uh I'll, when we get home i'll be i'll be coming home to a house i've never even been in um my <laughs> wife moved while we were on tour uh she moved into this new house so yeah it'll be my first time at the house so dude, that's, that's crazy nice uh, sleeping in my own bed and that's gonna be great yeah uh, hanging with the dogs and my daughter. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Dude, it sounds fantastic and so well-deserved. Now, you mentioned, you know, you have like this almost like day and a half long drive uh, to get back home. Uh, it's going to be a long drive. What do you guys do when you're on tour, like in the van uh, or bus or whatever you're traveling in? What do you guys do to kill time inside while on the road? Is there anything in particular? I know some bands have been playing the Nintendo Switch. Uh, um, you guys get down. So we have we have a PlayStation on board. Okay, there you go. Um, Even so better. I suck at video games. Okay, I, I was just like the worst at them. So what <laughs> what the boys play the video games, and I'll just I, basically I just watch a lot of TV and like um, documentaries, and uh, me and Phil write write rap songs in the front seat when we're driving. Nice. Uh, um, are those published <laughs> anywhere? No, there's no way. I mean, it's it's like the worst rap you've ever heard. That's Literally, why we need to hear it. <laughs> I think we're kind of talk joking about it that like one of these days we'll release it all and just <laughs> in all good fun, you know. Um, we like to write like jingles, like just making fun of commercials, basically. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's good content, um, man. You really should do something with it. It really is. People we, eat we it might. Up. We we definitely we've been talking about it a lot. Like you know, we write so many different funny songs and. We're like, we should totally like do this as maybe like the B sides to a record, like the, <laughs> the hidden tracks, just a bunch of shenanigans, you know. Oh man. Um, between that and we 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 watch a lot of like um, we listen to a lot of comedy shows and yep. stuff like that, and a lot of podcasts as well. Um, okay. There's a a lot of cool podcasts that we listen to. Um, one is uh Shane told from uh Silverstein has a really cool podcast. Yeah. It's uh lead singer syndrome is really cool. Oh, it's very um, cool. I've listened to a few. He gets like some of the best bands in the scene oh, yeah. on there you know what i mean it's sick it's a good conversation so yeah and our buddies from my prevail just did one and it was really cool to hear them and it's it's kind of cool because like you know they they get hated on for being such a new band with so so much success and like yeah. when you listen to their podcast like you can really tell how genuine of people and hardworking people they are so definitely a really cool podcast and then um our buddy from Louisville, Kentucky, Sean, uh, has a podcast, Sean versus Wild, which we listen to a lot. Yeah. Always, okay. Always has some really cool bands and stuff on there, and yeah, we just try to keep ourselves busy because I mean, honestly, like eighty percent of touring is driving and waiting. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. everyone's like, dude, it must be so much fun to tour. And don't get me wrong, it's like the best time, and it is so much fun. Right. And um, but you know, it's eighty percent boredom, really, because it- you're driving. For hours on end. Yeah, it's and... people just look at it for the glamorous moments, which really are interacting with the fans, being on stage, you know, and then it's yeah. maybe that's Those are it. the moments <laughs> we live for. It's like all we look forward to is like meeting new people, meeting our fans, and playing that 45 minute set, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it, a lot of touring is just driving and waiting around, you know, you, you load in early in the venue, you sound check, and then, you know, you don't play till 8.50 at night. And at that point, it's like 5 p.m. You got three and a half hours to wait around. Yeah. Then you play your set. Then you wait till doors close, and and you've made sure you take care of every single person in that building, every fan, every staff member. We're very big on like, we're super huge on our fans. Like that is like to us number one priority every day of the week. Every every show we play, like I'm out in the front line hanging out with people. Just chilling. I'll bring my iPad sometimes, and we'll watch movies if there's only a couple kids there. Oh, early. that's awesome! Yeah. And like, we make sure that we meet and we hang out and we talk to every single person and staff included. I think that's super important as a band that tours as much as we do is to have a good, um, 
a good reputation with the venues and the staff of the Hell venue. Yeah. So we, we take a lot of time with that, which also helps kill the time. But then, you know, as soon as the night's done and you're done loading back into the rig, you're you're back out yeah. driving again to the next show. And uh, so it's it's great and it's fun. And I wouldn't want to do anything else. But uh, yeah, touring is 80 percent boredom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but that's part of the uh, I guess the mystique to it. Um, so looking back then on this tour that you're about to finish up. Uh, what's been the best memory or the best performance maybe um, if you, if there was, I'm sure they're all fantastic, but what, what's the best in your mind? Oof. Uh, damn, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> maybe best um, memory and not best performance. I don't know. I think for me personally, uh, it's always a pleasure seeing my friends around the country, but um, I have a lot of fans that, that deal with, uh, or that have dealt with, uh, self-harm issues or depression. Yeah. So I think the best memories for me, there's, there's three that stand out in particular is just seeing fans that I've met a year ago that were self-harming or, or suffering from depression and seeing how like that they're a year clean, That's you know, fantastic. Um, or, or their, their depression, I mean, everyone, everyone has depression. You have good days and bad days, but no just doubt. to see their, their overall mental attitude kind of in a different place in a very more positive place. I think that's the most memorable thing for me. Yeah. I mean, cause it shows are shows and everyone has a good time at shows. You know what I mean? But like just to see a difference in, 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 in making a person's life different. I think that's like the most memorable. And I think that's like the most rewarding for us as a band as well. You know, you know I, uh, I love what you're saying, and, and it's funny that you bring this up for two reasons. Number one, uh, the way that I was really actually introduced to Assuming We Survive is a friend of the show um, brought you up to me and didn't even talk about your music first. She talked about how the lead singer, seriously, uh, this is on Twitter and a DM, how the lead singer is just like really like down to earth talks to the fans like speaks up about certain issues of like you were saying depression things like that like this is kind of like your reputation which is fantastic don't you think <laughs> that's awesome yeah dude yeah, i mean I, how i found yeah, you I, I like that that's awesome you know and, and that's the thing it's like the music's the music and, and i'm so glad that people enjoy it as much as they do but uh, for us it's like if we can make if if people can enjoy our music and we can also make their day overall better or, or, or impact them in, in, a, in a bigger way. That's like the most rewarding part about it all. Yep. You know, and uh, like I, you know, I, I grew up in a very abusive family. My, my dad was super abusive. He used to beat the crap out of me and put his gun in my mouth and threatened to kill me. And uh, my, the last straw was, you know, I came home one day and he was, he was a pretty bad alcoholic. Um, I came home one day and he was completely wasted and at this time, I lived in Dominican Republic, which is a little island in the Caribbean. Right. Uh, my dad's Dominican. My mom's German. So I'm a Dominican. It's a crazy story. Wow, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was living with my dad in Dominican Republic, and he came out of his room. I, I will never forget. I was watching uh, MTV and Limp Biscuits rolling video was on. Oh, boy. Um, and my dad came out, and he just, like, grabbed me by the throat and started choking me and punching me. And, like, I remember, like, telling myself, because I'd never raised a hand or, or my voice to my dad. Right. But I just remember my internal voice saying, like, Adrian, you need to swing. You need to yeah. – you're going to die. Yeah. You know, so I started swinging, and uh, and I uh, got him to the ground, and I walked out of the house, and that was the hardest walk because I knew for a fact he was going to shoot me, like, walking away from the house. I was like, he's wow. going to go grab his gun, and he's going to he's gonna shoot me. And uh, it never got to that point. I just kept on walking, and uh, I, I was homeless for about three months, and I got 56 bucks, bought a plane ticket to Puerto Rico, flew to Puerto Rico, and I joined the Army. Dude. And, uh, and you know, I dealt with, with, I dealt with the depression of growing up with the abuse, you know, and, uh, so I know how it is. And, you know, I always tell our fans, it's like, it's so easy to be negative. Negative is a very easy thing to it, be positive. It's way yeah. harder, you know, so it's, it's harder to be positive, but if you can, if you can find a way to turn negative things into a positive light, your life will change. I promise. Like you'll be more in control of your emotions. So honestly, brother, I think that you encapsulate that right there. I mean, I really appreciate you going into detail about that story. I mean, uh, it was tough to hear, you know, uh, but it's so impressive on how you have taken that as an opportunity to 
you know, do what you need to do in your life and then also kind of pay it forward to other people, you know, so um, from your experiences, I think that's great. And this ties into what you were saying. The best uh, memories are really on tour, seeing some of these fans that, you know, you've helped through those situations. The other topic I, I was actually going to talk about here in a little bit, and we will still, you just were in a video from Heart Support, which is a nonprofit founded by the lead singer of August Burns Red. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So and that was a great video, and and I wanted to talk about that. So it's funny that you brought that up because we we're on the same page. Um, but we'll That's get to awesome, that. Man. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, the last yeah. thing I want to do here is we're we're on the tour topic. Um, before this tour with Icon for Hire, you were on a really awesome tour with a band that I do uh, dig a lot, and you mentioned uh, I Prevail, right? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! What a fun tour! Had it the Lifelines tour, man! Oh my gosh! It was so much fun. I mean, we already knew going into it that it was going to be a lot of fun, but we we didn't even grasp the scope of how much fun it was going to be. Um, it was cool because like uh, I I'd, I'd met the Islander dudes uh, back home in California after we got off a Warp tour. They played uh, our, in our hometown at this awesome venue that just closed down uh, called Class City Studios in Riverside. And uh, so I met them, and and um, Aaron, the, the the drummer's just one of the sweetest dudes on the planet. He also was the drummer for uh, Event Sevenfold for for quite some time. Oh, no way! And uh, so I already knew going in, I knew those dudes, and then our brothers in Wage War, we did Warp Tour with them, so we knew those dudes quite well. And then uh, we had never met I Prevail. And the first day of the tour uh, was Stroudsburg, um, Pennsylvania, and. Uh, so we get to the venue, you know, first day of tour is just like the first day of school, no matter how many tours you've been on, you know, it's almost like the first day of school. You're kind of nervous. You don't yeah. know what to expect, you know, and every tour is different. Um, but That's so funny. The, Eric and Brian from my prevail just walked up to us and they were just so genuine and just so welcoming and so nice and so stoked that we were part of the tour. Um, it was literally, I'm not even exaggerating within the first 10 minutes, we we're family. I believe and it. It only grew throughout that tour, and uh, that was uh, to this day is one of the funnest tours we've ever done. Simply because of, I mean, the crowds were ginormous, and and, and yeah. I prevail. They're just absolutely crushing it right now, and much <laughs> deserved because the Lifelines record is phenomenal. If you haven't heard it, you got to go check it out. Yep. And uh, but I think it was mostly because the environment of not only the bands that were on the tour, but everybody's staff and everybody that worked on that tour was just some of the best people on the planet. So, uh, it was just such a fun tour, man. Oh man. A great tour. <laughs> it seemed like it. Um, you guys have been busy in 2017. There's no questioning that again, no off days. We've kind of established this, uh, at this point in the show. Um, again, these two very large and healthy tours under your belt at the halfway point of 2017, which is nuts. Uh, yeah. Can we, can we expect any more tours before this year is over? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm kind of under the weather. Uh, sorry for coughing, but no, you're fine. Man. Um, yeah, uh, this. Um, so we get home off this tour, and we're gonna be writing the new record, uh, or well, to, we're gonna be continuing to write the new record, and um, then we play our hometown warp tour date, um, August sixth. Uh, super stoked, very thankful and grateful for Kevin uh, Lyman having us back, and uh, especially to play our hometown. There's a lot of bands you could have asked to play the LA date. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and super proud to like represent our, our hometown on that date and then uh and then we're also playing the k-rock locals only festival i think we're headlining that one back home in california and then september 1st uh starts another tour i can't really announce it but um <laughs> i think i think the details will come out on the 28th which is my birthday so all right. uh, the actual band we're going out with is going to be announcing that and uh cool. we're super stoked we've done a tour with them before in the past um some of our really really good friends uh a very fun tour literally every time i watch them play i'm like side stage dancing so it, it's going to be a lot of fun super excited so we'll uh, all kind of celebrate your birthday then on the 28th by getting this tour announcement we'll yeah, get a yeah. Present. so it'll be a community community celebration oh that's great friends, bands and bands good thing uh, it should be pretty rad um let me think what else and yeah even on that that tour we have our buddies coming out as well another band that uh that we we took out on tour um in the past and so they're going to be with us which is really cool it's always nice when you get to tour with your friends oh you know yeah I mean? all right but, so uh, that's what then, anything else so after that tour and that's a long tour as well that i think it's like <laughs> of course 
It's eight weeks again. Oh man! But it's crazy. I think it's like, I think it's like thirty-eight shows with two days off, and the two days off are driving days. That's insane. Oh. So as a vocalist, that's kind of it, it's super intimidating. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to be on my best behavior vocally <laughs> to like, you know, make sure I, I I'm able to deliver uh, the best performance at all times throughout all thirty-eight days of that tour. But uh, I think I got it. I think I got it. Mental toughness. Wow. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, I'm like not surprised that there's a third one of these coming this year from you guys. It's uh, it's absolutely insanely impressive. So very, very cool. Now, Thank you, man. you referenced um, this this new album. So I'm just going to see what you can tell me about it. Um, you're working on a new album. Is it a full length? Yeah, it'll be a, uh, another full length. Uh, uh, super excited. Uh, it's kind of weird. And I've been saying this a lot lately to like a lot of my friends, and uh, I've I haven't been this inspired wow. to write a record in in years. I mean, I'm almost inspired, you know, and I'm yeah, almost yeah. excited to write a record. But there's something deep inside me going into this next one that I haven't felt in like a very long time. So we're super excited, and uh, that's why, like, even today, me Phil and I were we're here at our buddy uh, JK's house in, in Richmond, Virginia, and. And we're just working on a, a song concept idea, um, hashing it out right now. And um, when we get home, we'll be writing as much as possible. And I'm really excited. Uh, um, I think it's going to be, it's still going to be a lot of who we are as a band. It's going to have that pop punk, uh, easy core, hard rock kind kind of feel. But we're going to be adding a little bit of a more, I want to say kind of like a Green Day Dookie vibe oh, into okay. it. Wow. Um, but with all the pop punk and big courses involved. So super excited for that. And, um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, recording a new record is always just fun. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know? You gotta love the recording process. Um, so looking forward to hearing more about that. And, um, you know, I want to, while we're talking about music from you guys, I wanted to reflect a little bit on the latest full length that's available. I really just love this album. So I want to talk about Thank it. You, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, talk about it in the event. Somebody who's listening doesn't know much about it or wants to revisit okay. it themselves. So on June the 24th of 2016, about a year ago, the band dropped a killer full length album titled all roads lead home. Uh, give me just kind of like the uh, generic, like background <coughs> to the album. Uh, when was it written? Where was it recorded? Who had some involvement? Give me that kind of stuff. All right. Well, All Roads Lead Home kind of, kind of wrote that uh, "Home is Where the Heart Is," which is the I believe it's the second song on the record. Uh, that's kind of where the title came from. Yeah. We started recording it about I want to say like six, seven months prior to releasing. Okay. Uh, the record, and we released it on the first day of Warp Tour, which was really cool. And we were so thankful <laughs> that like yeah. we're so thankful that Kevin and, and uh, Alternative Press were like super down to help us out with that. Um, but we recorded about, or we started working on it about seven months, um, before actually tracking it. Um, and it kind of came from one of those things where we were touring so much, like the road has become our home. So no matter where we go, even if we're going to our actual, actual home, or if we're not, we're always heading home, you know, our, you know, home is where the heart is and our hearts on the road. And, um, so we kind of came with that concept and, and for us, it was like, it was our first full length. So we we were super excited to be able to to really branch out and talk about multiple things and really get diverse with things. Uh, there's a song "Bitter" on it, and it kind of talks about my dad. Uh, you know, putting a uh, there's a line that says that I had a gun to my head. I thought I'd be dead by now. And but the chorus is "Follow your dreams, it just might follow you back." Yeah. You know, because it's it's about overcoming those things. Um, and there's a bunch of songs on the record that are self-reflections. They're also, um, I, I'm talking about my friends' relationships that I see them going through, whether it's a good or bad time, and uh, how they're coming out of it. So it was definitely a super fun record to, to make. We wrote it with a, a really good friend, Chris Como. Uh, he played drums for Lorraine Drive. Oh, man, um, that's awesome. Also filled in for uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, one of our close, close friends. He actually did our, our, our prior two EPs as well. 
Nice. So okay. going into that record, he knew. Yeah. He knew how we operated, and we knew how he operated. So it was a very easy process with him, and and it's always fun uh, recording with him. So it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we were so anxious to release it. Yeah. We almost released it super early, and I'm I'm so thankful that we didn't. Because, I mean, there was, like, no better day to release it than the first day of Warp Tour, us being on Warp Tour that year. Yeah, ain't it the truth? You uh, guys were on the whole thing, right? Oh, yeah, the full tour. Yeah, that's gnarly, man. Um, How was that? Okay, so, (laughs) growing up, growing up in Dominican Republic, and actually, for all my boys in the band, they're all California boys, you know, so Warp Tour is a huge thing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something we've all dreamt of doing. And, And every band, I think every band, dreams of doing war tour you know at least once and uh we've been fortunate enough to to play our home down date two years in a row we won like the online bird uh ernie ball battle of the bands yeah years and that's in a row. not easy to do it's really not it's almost like the lottery and you guys have done it twice now you know yeah it was it was kind of crazy that that even happened i was like dude two years in a row i wasn't expecting the second i don't even think we had our profile up, but we didn't even, like, push it, really. Wow. And um, so it was kind of surprised when we got it the second year. We are like, what? No way. This is, you know, amazing. Um, not only to play it one year, but two. We were, like, so stoked. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. The third year, Kevin actually invited us out to play Albuquerque and Arizona, uh, which was even more amazing. Because, like, for us, it was always about, you know, we loved playing our hometown, but we want to branch out you know, and see what we can do. And I think it was a test from Kevin to us is to see how we, how we could handle it. And, uh, it was so much fun to play Albuquerque. And actually in Albuquerque uh, was the first time that the following verse camp actually came out to see us play. And, and we got to vibe out with those guys. And we had a lot of friends on that tour as well. So it was, it's really cool to be amongst our peers and our friends and, and kind of be like, Oh, okay, well, 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 we're making the right steps. And then in uh, 2015, we took the summer off and we did a headliner. And then 2016, Kevin gave us the full tour on the Cyclops stage, which was uh, an amazing stage. Yeah. That stage had an, an amazing staff. Um, Warped Tour is crazy, man. It's it's literally the most exhausting, <laughs> fun, emotional roller coaster of a tour you'll ever do. I, I can't and, even uh, imagine. I, I really it's, can't. It, it's funny. Like, if you do the full tour, it's almost like when I was in the Army. Like, I, there was times where I hated it. And then I looked back on it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was, like, the funnest time of my life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Except for on Warp Tour, the only thing you really hate on Warp Tour is the heat sometimes. Oh, I but know. But that's about it. Everything else is great. I mean, you make lifelong friends on Warp Tour. Yeah. And uh, I literally talk to my friends on Warp Tour every day. Like, there's certain people on Warp Tour that I talk to every day. There's bands that I talk to every day still to this day. And uh, it's one of those things. It, it's it's such a genuine tour and it's one of those tours where if you're if you don't have heart if you're not down to work it'll 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 break you for sure uh i believe it man i mean i i talked to enough bands on here that have either been on warp tour or are on it right this second um that that kind of speak to the process dude i mean i can't even imagine like going to one warp tour as a fan it's, oh, it's, it's gnarly, fucking right? rough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember, like, before we ever played Warp Tour, like, the shower when you get home from Warp Tour is, like, the most amazing shower of the year. Because you're, like, just so dirty and grimy and, like, yeah. and hot and tired and yeah. exhausted. You feel like you're hungover, yeah. like, for days after. It's just so brutal. So doing the whole tour, you know, your body definitely does get conditioned. I oh. think, I want to say, like, the first the first two to three weeks of warp tour, uh, the least amount of walking we did was like 10 miles. Cause like where the stage is, where catering press, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. your merch and your, your, your rigs are like your buses or your vans. It's so spread out. So all day you're constantly walking and me being who I am, like I like to meet people. So like, I'm literally walking all day, just hanging out with random people. If I see someone like, that like looks like they're super dehydrated. I'll go run, grab them water, sit down, make sure they're good. So I'm literally on my feet all day. And I think, yeah, that first three weeks, it was like 10 miles a day. And I, I quickly learned how to like, how to like bring that number down to like six miles or something <laughs> yeah, and, and try to like conserve my energy. Cause man, it'll get you, you know, but I think it's like any band on Warped Tour, especially the first year, you're just so excited to be there. Like, you can't help but like 
just go all out. Oh, yeah. Like, go explore everywhere. Talk to everyone. Do every single little bit that you can. Let it all sink in. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, soak I would it do all it in. Soak it all in. Oh, boy, would I do it. I was, I'm, was. i like, getting goosebumps thinking about it. I want to do it. Um, so, all right. That's very, very cool. Now, that was uh, talking about your, the experience on Warped Tour. You're going to be playing August the 6th. Uh, the hometown show is that what was the city for that? Is it what's it called? Pomona. Pomona. Yeah, Pomona. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be awesome. So if you're in the area, oh, we can't August wait. 6th. We got some. We got some cool little surprises for that show. So we're we're pretty pumped. I believe and, uh, it. I believe that. I would actually expect yeah. that. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear it. Um. So look, Adrian. What I want to do real quick is uh, I've got yep. like one or two segments left. But before we dive into those, I I do want to play a track from the uh, latest full-length album all roads lead home uh the, the okay. song that i'm picking because i you know when i was talking to your people um they i asked what song they would want me to play in its entirety on the show and they kind of gave me free reign so um i like this song so <laughs> i'm gonna play it um it's contact left what do you think that's a great song it's one of my favorites on the record super hard to sing uh there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts vocally um and a lot of big breaths but it's a it's a great song it has to do with ptsd and even depression or being bullied in a sense uh, i wrote it about the army uh, but wow. i also translated it to kind of being bullied um you know uh coming you know going to war and coming back and dealing with all that emotion or you know just being bullied and coming home and dealing with the emotion of that and and uh so yeah, I love that song. It's a, it's a very fun song. Awesome. So, everybody, we're going to play Contact Left off the latest album, All Roads Lead Home, by Assuming We Survive. Enjoy.
So you just finished listening to Contact Left Off, the latest album, All Roads Lead Home, by Assuming We Survive. Uh, now, Adrian, you gave us some insight uh, to this song on the background, so we appreciate that. Is there any anything else about this song that you'd want to bring to the attention to the listener? I just said it's kind of like an anthem to for anyone dealing with problems in a, in a way to kind of reach out. You know, um, the end, the basically the course says, you know, when life's not fair and it feels like the world don't care, just know that you're not alone. We've all been scared when it feels like the world don't care and you're crawled in the crosshairs. So it's just like reach out, you know, like we, we all deal with emotions. Some people will handle them better than others. And, you know, but talking and, and getting those things out and knowing that you're not alone because you're not tr- you're truly not alone is super important. So I think that was like the main message to that one. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and I love that song. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Now, on this topic of the meaning and message behind the song, and we talked about it really in the first segment about uh, to remind everybody like your most memorable experiences on tour or when you get to talk to fans and and you know maybe they were in a dark place and now you're seeing them in a brighter place um so you're clearly involved very involved um in your fans lives they're involved in yours and i'm assuming you know those around you as well so um you were in this video this is a trend with you you were in this video from heart support a nonprofit founded by the lead singer of august burns red uh the it, the video is titled how to be a good friend <laughs> And it's definitely something worth checking out. Uh, this whole uh, heart support thing is actually phenomenal. Uh, but check out this video. Um, Adrian, I love the message. I love how passionate and consistent you are with it. How did you get lined up with heart support and why on this topic? You know, heart support, uh, we met on Warp Tour. And I just have to say to anybody listening, dealing with any kind of problems, like whatsoever, go to heart support. And they have so many interviews on different topics, even like happy topics. Yeah, they it's do. just a, it's just such a great community uh, for people looking for, you know, just advice. It, it's it's amazing. But um, we're on Warped Tour. I want to say, dang, where were we? I remember the amphitheater was just super gorgeous. It's made out of wood. I can't remember what city we were in, but um, they approached me about doing it. And, uh, you know, they're, I think that was the first interview I ever did where I talked about uh, my dad and the abuse that I went through. So we did this, this amazing interview and I got to open up and it got so much love and they were so supportive as well. Um, which is why they're called heart support, you know, yeah. um, they got so much love and so much recognition and it helped so many people. And I, like I, to this day, I constantly get people coming up to me saying they saw that first heart support video, um, talking about my dad and how I grew up and it helped them through so much. And it, so it was awesome. And then, um, so we just played um, So What Fest in Texas that uh, is ran by Mike Zemer, uh, the owner of Third String Records, which we're on. And Mike is another solid dude. He's such a super workaholic and super inspirational dude. Um, but uh, they, they were out there, um, uh, they were out there two years in a row. And this last time, after we got done with the Prevail Tour, we had a, a, a show there at the festival. And they're like, would you want to do an interview? And uh, me being, I was like, of course, you know, like, <laughs> I love them. Yeah. And they're one of my favorite people to talk to um, about stuff because they, they definitely like help so many people. And I'm all about that. No, so doubt. I was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, do you mind getting if I if I bring my, my drummer along, Chris, because Chris is another one of those dudes in my band that Chris is like. I've known Chris for 13 years. We've been best friends for 13 years. And when I'm having a rough day, he knows it and he does everything in his power to cheer me up. Yeah. And so I knew that like. And he's got a bunch of good stories, too. So I was like, Chris, let's do this interview. And he was super down. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And we did it and it turned out awesome. Uh, it's gotten, you know, received very well. And, you know, it just talks about being a good friend and, and things to do. And my biggest thing, being a good friend, like I ask my boys in my band every day. I mean, we sleep in the same band. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when we wake up, when my dudes are awake, I ask every single one, hey, brother, how you doing today? You know what I mean? Like, just, it's that simple sometimes, you know? Sometimes they're, you know, they're, they had a fight with a, a girlfriend or a wife or, or they're just in the bad vibe or family issue back home or whatever the case may be. Or right. they, you know, so just asking, how are you doing today? Can open up a door. And I kind of go over that on, on the heart support interview. And 
and that I, I hope uh, for years to come, I I have enough experience in my past of of things that I can keep on doing some of these interviews because they're they're just great. Well, dude, I'm I'm utterly impressed with. Um what you do in these off days again i don't even know why i'm calling them that but um <laughs> just it, it everything you're doing is really impressive the music rocks and like i said i kind of got introduced to you uh first by the message and, and second to the music and both uh, i'm a big fan of so uh very very awesome, cool man. thank you yep so what i want to do here adrian before i let you go i try to do like a little fun segment towards the end uh, a lot of times it's a lot of nonsense you know but <laughs> cool sometimes it makes for good podcasting sometimes Maybe not. Uh, we're going to give it a try here. So I think I've done this segment before. Um, and since you're a, in a band that tours so much, of all the bands that I've had on this show now up to episode 69, I mean, I really got to believe that you're one of the heaviest touring bands like currently that I've talked to. And you guys are just crushing it in 2017. I actually am like blown away that I'm getting 45 minutes to talk to you. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's nuts. Um, oh, man, I got to I- – I got to take the time in, you know, I got the way I see it is I got plenty of time in my day to take care of everything I need to do musically because that's my job and I love it. It's the best job on the planet. It sure is, dude. I agree. So, all right, this segment is called Would You Rather? And it's the tour edition. So since you're in a band that tours a lot, I thought this might be fun. Uh, all right, great. Real simple. You're just going to get one of those scenarios. Would you rather? They're not too crazy. Just uh, about touring. So we'll kick it off. Adrian from Assuming We Survive in the Would You Rather Tour Edition segment. Would you rather drive the van or be a passenger? Passenger all day, son. Really? You don't want to take control? <laughs> no, man. You're the lead like, singer, no. man. Yeah, but I like <laughs> to watch Netflix while we drive. I get too, I get, I've, I, I, like, I'm too hyper. <laughs> so if I'm like stuck behind a wheel, like I'm gonna be swerving all over the road just because I want to do something exciting. Yeah, At something least if different. I'm a passenger, I can like jump over the bunks and like tackle and wrestle my dudes and just right. Yeah, I need to be moving. And that doesn't affect other drivers on the road. I understand. No, they're 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 statues when they drive. They're just locked in. <laughs> now, who is like the designated driver? Is there somebody in the band who's just kind of like the go-to guy? No, everyone in the band rotates. Uh, we all take turns and we all drive by shift. So we have a driver and a navigator at all times. Oh wow! Uh, that way, we we make sure we're you know if the driver's getting tired, the navigator kind of makes sure that okay, well you know stay awake. Let's get to at least get to a rest stop. We'll stop there, swap out. Um, the key is like slow and steady and safe, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I dig that. I, I feel like you've done this before. Clearly uh, you've proven that. <laughs> so that, that seems really nicely thought out. Um, all right. So the next question in would you rather tour edition, would you rather party after the show or get on the road? <coughs> Okay, man, I'm going to I'd rather I'd rather party after the show. There we go. All right, cool. <laughs> Would you rather sell out a show or sell out of merchandise? <laughs> sell out a show. I agree. Um and you would think that like my some of my band dudes would be like, "No, bro, we need yeah, we need to be making money." But it's like obviously like it's obvious at this point in our career that we're not doing it for the money. Yeah. You know, so like I would much rather like have as many people there to see us perform and for me to be able to meet than sell a ton of merch. I mean, well, if you sell out a show and you kick ass, I mean, then you might sell out sell out of your merch. So you're kind of getting two for one, you know? Yeah, see, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Next up is uh, let's see here. Would you rather the band be playing out of tune with each other for one song or play a song without sound going through the PA unknowingly. Yeah, these are crazy scenarios. Dang, that's a good one. I honestly uh the sound going out because at least if the sound's going out, like we're still rocking out and performing. <laughs> because if like the worst thing ever is when anything's out of tune. Yeah, just, I know. Oh god, it kills me. All right, would you would you rather tour or write and record a new album. I know you can do both. You're proving it. But what do you like doing better, touring or writing? 
Oh man, that is so hard. That I know. is so hard because I love them both so much with all my heart. I feel like everybody though, uh, and and I've gotten into conversations with bands in the past. I feel like everybody kind of has one, even if it's like a half a percent, like uh, that they're part, touring more is partial probably to. more for me. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm definitely more into touring. Yeah, I I've I feel like in my stages of of life, like the different stages I've gone through in this young life I've lived. Um, that I at one point touring was my favorite thing to do, uh, but now it's writing. So I don't know. Maybe it just goes in, in <laughs> shifts. Who knows? Um, <coughs> all right. I think I got like two more for you here in the Would You Rather Tour Edition. Would you rather tour up north in the winter or down south in the summer? Down south in the summer. <laughs> we did that tour with I Prevail, and we went to Canada for a first time. Oh, how was, was that? Negative twenty-five. <laughs> oh God. Super wind shear and snow up to your knees. It was so cold that the locks on our trailer were frozen. We had to get a torch to unfreeze them every day. I never want to do that in my life again, even though I know I'm going to have to. But <laughs> holy miserable. That dude. Yeah, that sounds pretty tough. I think. Um, I mean, I hate being hot. Like it's one of my least favorite things to feel is like really really hot because you can only take off so much clothes and then you're just naked but like if you're really yeah. cold like i feel like there's somewhat of a large number of items you can put on you to to gain warmth um but that for touring, true. yeah but for touring purposes i'd say it probably is better to not risk it on the roads and shit like that uh oh yeah dude driving through the snow and the ice that we did like was, i could i could only imagine fun. yeah you, you got to be safe with that and sometimes <laughs> what happens is is then you know certain dates get canceled. I saw a lot of that this year. Uh, yep. and, and dude, it sucks for everybody involved. No band wants to cancel anything ever. Yeah, no, I'm like, I don't think I've ever canceled a show. Like, even if I were to like, it hasn't happened yet. Thank God it might happen in the future, but I haven't had to cancel a show due to be being sick or even losing my voice. Yeah. But I feel like if I ever lost my voice or I was sick, I'd still go up there and just, just do it you know at worst case scenario just hand the mic out to the crowd and yeah dude like seriously you know not e not even really lip sync it but just no you just do like, what you can do it's, open it's my called, mouth and sing the lyrics whatever lyrics i can get out of my throat and, it, it's called and the dave Grohl um disease basically dave Grohl like never backs down like from like any ailment that he gets when he performs like no no he just he's follows a, through man he's a madman i think so um yeah, there on, you go. On Warp Tour, the Arizona date, we did uh, the bowling charity, the charity bowling, uh, the night before the the Arizona date in Arizona, and I got food poisoning that day. Oh god! Or that night, and I woke up and like I felt like death. I mean, I was, I had a fever. I was, I like, it's already hot, and I was sweating, and it ended oh. up being like 117 degrees out that day, and humid for Arizona, which is kind of <laughs> no. crazy. Yeah. And yeah. um, my band was like, dude, do you want to cancel this? You don't look good at all I was like you know what if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die on stage and i literally <laughs> went up there and like yes. i i didn't let anyone know in the crowd that i was sick i just performed and then like i got off stage and i just collapsed in my bunk and i was done dude, but yeah if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die on stage yeah dude i'm going for it <laughs> oh my god that should be like a tattoo somebody if you if that tattoo is doesn't exist on somebody it really should after this <laughs> uh all right the last one and would you rather is would you rather have a clean toilet to use uh, or a nice bed to sleep in while on tour. All right. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, a clean toilet. Oh, there's really? Nothing, there's nothing better than a clean toilet, <laughs> especially after warp tour and you have to use a porta potty every day. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, clean toilet for sure. There we I go. I mean, the bed is the bed. I, I'll sleep on a hardwood floor. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a good point. I slept on the floor point. last night, so I don't care. <laughs> I'll sleep anywhere. But the toilet is sacred. I hear you. I hear you. So that was Would You Rather Tour Edition with Adrian from Assuming We Survive. Thank you for playing. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. All right. So, dude, uh, we are at the end of episode 69. So I want to give you the opportunity here before we go to um, maybe add anything I missed or to say anything to your fans. Well, just to our fans, thank you guys so much for the support. I mean, these past few years have been crazy for us, and it's all thanks to you guys. Uh, believing in us and and reaching out and and making our lives as special as they are right now so huge shout out to you guys um another huge shout out to mike over at third string records third string actually uh signed a few new bands too and they're really really good so i'm glad to have a our roster mates up um thanks to all the bands that have taken us out on tour as well you know icon for hire i prevail um 
all, all the homies out there, and uh, we're just so grateful and, and thankful for everybody. There we go, and uh, I appreciate you being here for episode 69. I want to talk to you off the air for a minute, uh, but thank you so much for being here, man. I really enjoyed the conversation. It was my pleasure, brother. Once again, I want to thank Adrian from Assuming We Survive for being with me here for episode 69 of Spinning Thoughts. Their latest album, All Roads Lead Home, is available everywhere. If you've jammed it before, you know it's worth listening to it again. And if you've never heard this album, please go and get it. It is very, very, very good. They will be playing their hometown Warp Tour date on August the 6th in Pomona, California. If you're in the area, make sure you check it out. While you're checking out Assuming We Survive, check us out on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. You can subscribe to the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we will be premiering on Adobe Radio starting June the 22nd. Premiere episodes will air every Thursday at midnight, so late Wednesday going into Thursday. Every episode will be available on Adobe, their website, and their brand new app. Everybody, thank you so much for the friendship and the kind words and for just being, you know, here with me or else I'd be really alone. I appreciate you so much. Make sure you continue to share music and spread love. When I think of the